Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Princeton names former Northwestern Senior Associate AD for Sales and Marketing John Mack as its next AD. Mack, a Princeton track and field alumnus, has spent the past 10 years as a practicing attorney. President Christopher Eisgruber said, quote, he is deeply committed to the educational value of Ivy League athletics, and his experience as a student, coach, and administrator make him superbly qualified for his new role. I am confident that with John Mack's leadership, Princeton will continue its longstanding tradition of excellence in education through athletics. In more news from the Alliance, just one day later, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey says he'll, quote, in many ways take the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 at their word regarding the Alliance, that they've come together to work on issues common to all conferences. Sankey goes on to acknowledge that there are certain issues that are particular to the SEC, but regarding common concerns, the commissioner says he has communicated that he's always open for conversations, but, quote, my phone hasn't been ringing off the hook in the last week or so. Asked whether the language regarding the Alliance's shared values bothers him, Sankey says it's a, quote, old playbook, adding, quote, I think the reality is we are attractive because of the great progress made by our campuses, having added three universities to the AAU in the past 10 years. Some of it mystifies me. Do I take offense? No, I think there's a bit of an old playbook when you're trying to manage through some things. You know, the anonymous AD said this, that's a strategy. The words trust, communication, and collaboration were there a lot, and I've yet to have any one of them say to me, wow, I wouldn't have done the same thing you did if that opportunity materialized. Sankey also observes that, quote, one of the more curious statements was the ability to talk to TV partners about reducing conference games and providing more compelling matchups through the alliance. The great thing about the SEC is every week's a compelling matchup when we're playing conference matchups. The Athletics' Max Olsen breaks down some possible next steps for the Big 12, noting there are, quote, several important dynamics at play, including alignment between Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and league presidents and chancellors. Quote, a more subtle one is how many of those leaders will be reluctant to fully embrace the process because some might still prefer to keep their own options open over the next few years. If their desired outcome is finding a home in another Power 5 league, however unlikely that might look today, then why go all in on expansion, especially if it means binding yourself to the Big 12 beyond 2025? There is also the problem, Olsen continues, of deciding whether to slice the pie more ways. Quote, Bullsby can offer years of smaller payouts to new members as a condition of joining, but the financial stress remains for those eight. They need moves that make them whole. There's also, quote, one giant inconvenient domino concerning the timing of Texas and Oklahoma's departure. The Big 12 has no incentive to allow the two schools to leave without giving the required 18 months notice and about $80 million buyout fee. The two schools and the SEC say they're fine with waiting until the contract ends. However, per Olson, they can also, quote, wait it out and hope the Big 12 implodes before 2025, making exit fees unenforceable. Regarding Bowlesby's future, Olson notes it's questionable whether Texas Tech President and Big 12 Board of Directors Chair Lawrence Chauvinek could rally enough support from his peers to oust him from the position. Additionally, while the terms of Bowlesby's contract are unknown publicly, quote, one source suggests his buyout is considered prohibitively expensive. And Alston case attorneys have contacted the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 with a warning that, as it pertains to the alliance, it would be illegal to, quote, collaborate on the future of athlete compensation. If the leagues do, Alston attorneys assert they, quote, will not hesitate to seek sanctions or other relief, per Action Network's Brett McMurphy. 
Attorney Jeffrey Kessler said, quote, It is very clear that there is an existing court injunction which prohibits the conferences from agreeing or colluding about any type of education-related compensation to the athletes. We felt a duty as class counsel to immediately remind the conferences that if they engage in such discussions, that we would immediately seek an order from the court for contempt to the injunction. There are lots of areas where the conferences need to pay attention to antitrust law because what the Supreme Court has made clear, nine to nothing, is they are fully subject to antitrust law just like every other business. Imagine if there was an announcement made that General Motors, Toyota, Daimler, and Ford were going to form an alliance to address competitive issues. The Department of Justice Antitrust Division would immediately issue a subpoena. And in head coaching news, Jackson State head football coach Deion Sanders will join Alabama head coach Nick Saban in AFLAC commercials promoting HBCUs this season. AFLAC declined to disclose any financial details regarding its agreement with Sanders, but Sportico's Emily Karen reports the company has pledged to provide financial support for HBCUs, including at least $75,000 to Jackson State's athletic department for professional development. And UCF extends baseball head coach Greg Lovelady through the 2025 season, and Cal Director of Men's Tennis Peter Wright announces his retirement after 29 years at the helm. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Wednesday, August 25th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.